from HerbMentor.com. This is HerbMentor Radio. Good evening, everybody. This is John Gallagher from LearningHerbs.com, and welcome to our herbal teleconference series. And um, for many of you, I know this is the first time you're hearing me speak outside of those little recordings I have on the website. Um, so as, as I was just saying, I was looking for uh, a unique way of involving people in the launch of our game, Wildcraft, and because uh, Kimberly and I really want to involve you in the process, and rather than just send you ads, we'd rather just inspire you about new ways to use the herbs in your life, like our Herbal Branches newsletter. We even have a new one coming out tomorrow, a really fun one. Um, and um, and let's see, and uh, recently I was a listener on the teleconference uh, to learn about something, and I was really, really liked it and how it went. Um, so I was wondering who I should interview. So as I'm wondering that, you know, you guys, you know, you ask that, you put questions out there sometimes, and then uh, and then an order comes in from uh, Jessica Moore, and, uh, you know, she, uh, I could see that she had a website, and I went and visited, and I was just, like, really inspired by the, products that she had, and she has morenaturally.com, that's M-O-O-R-E, um, not M-O-R-E, but M- put an extra O in more, morenaturally.com, and um, and then it all just fell together, and I swear, 15 minutes later, I had the other three guests. It was just amazing, just meant to be. I just acted on a an urge that I had, to that I was inspired, and I was like, yep, this is what i got to do. Um, so um, we'll talk about more about the other three guests we're going to have at the end of the call, and um, I want to let everyone on this call know that we're going to give away a really cool prize at the end. So we'll hang on, and we'll one of you on here will will get that, and I'll mail that out to you. And uh, so um, we'll get to the interview here. So Jessica Moore of MoreNaturally.com is with us, and she's an herbalist and owner of an herbal business. Um, many of you get the herbal medicine making kit um, have have shared with me that you're inspired about doing something, you know, like what Jessica is doing, um, which is taking, you know, we all, we all want to take our passions into the world. You know, we all, we all if we're really excited about something, you know, it cre- inevitably creeps into our minds, like, I wonder if I can make a living at this. <laughs> and, um, and, and, and so that's why I wanted to interview Jessica about some guidance about these kinds of things, because I could see that that's what she did. I could read that in her story on her website. Um, and also, hey, if you have some time, ask some practical advice for herbs and common ailments. So, um, hi, Jessica. Hi. <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, this is uh, this is kind of funny because this is actually reminding me of um, when I was a. De- I was actually a, we talked about we were in the theater and all that, and I actually was a DJ on a radio station too. So this is kind of funny. <laughs> um, I know. It is, it is kind of like that. One time I, I was working at two different stations, and um, I had, uh, and I, like, I'm on the air, and I'm like, and you're listening to 91.3 WCNJ, and, and the person comes in, and she's like, 89.7. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> right. But anyway, um, so in your story um, on your website, you say that you, um, that the, the, Inspiration and or these the, the beginnings of the herbal business started with a bad case of diaper rash. So what what's that what's that story? It wasn't me that had it. Let's just. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your, your baby. <laughs> 
Well, thank you so much. First, John, thank you so much for inviting me to do this. This is uh, I was really honored by your request, and I was exceptionally honored when I saw uh, my name up there with some of other herbalists, and um, especially Susan Weed. I've always respected her and and uh, referenced her so many times, and hopefully someday I'll be able to take a course with her when my daughter's old enough. So, I, I, like I said, thank you so much for this opportunity. You're welcome. Um, yes, I... My studies in herbs had started years and years ago, mostly just, you know, little books that I picked up and, you know, I I knew I loved herbs. I I was raised a vegetarian. I was raised natural, you know, using natural medicines and whatnot. And so um throughout my life, I, you know, I always incorporated that um you know, into my daily living, whether I was, you know, in uh, theater or in graphic design or in marketing mm-hmm. and, and so on forth and um when I was pregnant, I was constantly searching for that dream job where I could, you know, be a mom and and uh, not have to work in a corporate world and setting and all of that. And so one time during my um, during a, a prenatal yoga class, I I sort of had this euphoric moment where my eyes opened wide and I said, I could I could like study and really, you know. I, I could turn this into a business, and you know, I call and I ran out to my husband. I'm like, "This is what I want to do," and he's like, "Okay, you know." And um, so I started researching different courses that I could take to to advance my knowledge from from basic just folklore and you know basic stuff that I'd learned. And I took a few courses in the area, little weekend workshops, and um, I took. Um, not really knowing much, I just sort of like grasped at anything I could find and 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 you know swallowed it all up basically while I was pregnant and I had the time to do so. Um, and then um, I yeah, I thought of different things. I could start this business. I could Originally I wanted to, to make all these different sort of um, funky tinctures, you know, with funny little marketing names because at the time I was working in marketing and so that was really my, my little niche. Um, but that actually hasn't even evolved. Um, what happened was I, I decided to take uh, the Master Herbalist Program from Australasian College, which is a correspondence program, mainly because I was, you know, seven months pregnant and I couldn't be going off anywhere doing anything. And so um, that was very convenient for me. And they are um, based out of Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, well, I'll talk a little bit about that program in a, in a little while. But um, so while I was taking that, I, you know, I, every nap time, and you know, obviously I had the baby in the meantime, and um, every nap time I would do my homework, and and then uh, when when Brenna was, that's my daughter Brenna, when she switched from breastfeeding to solids, she started to rash terribly bad, and so you know, being this little new herbalist, I, you know, I in the kitchen and I'm whipping up this and that, and and I um, I ended up making what is now known as Bonnie Bottom Bomb. And if you look at the picture on my website, that's um, that's my bottom. Actually, no, no, I'm just, like, just joking. It's, it's Brenna the model who at four right now feels that uh, she's, she's, she loves the fact that it's her bottom on that logo. But we'll see what happens when she turns 13. Right. Um, but uh, I so I applied it, and um, it worked really well, really well, like scary well. Um she used to cry at even the thought of having her diaper changed. And you'd put a layer down on the changing table, and she would just start to flip out because it was always so sore and so red. And um, uh, I'd, I'd put it on at nap time, and she'd nap for an hour and a half, 
and I changed her diaper after she napped, and, and it it was almost healed. You know, it was like magical. So I had a couple of friends at the time that had babies, and I I gave them some. I'm like, you know, check this out. Tell me what you think, and they had the same results. And so I I kind of looked at my husband and I went, I think I should probably start marketing this. I think other people need yeah. to have this, and uh, and that's where it started. Um, what what what's in um what's in the bomb? <laughs> Magic potion. No, um, I think what's honestly, I think that what what really there for herbs, there's uh, plantain, comfrey, mm. calendula, um, a little lavender essential oil for um, antibacterial properties. Um, but it's also in an olive oil, lanolin, and beeswax base. And what I believe, how I interpret its healing action is um, obviously clean the area mm. and apply the balm, and the lanolin works as a um, waterproofer so that the herbs actually can go in and heal the skin. The demulcent properties of the herbs can actually heal the redness and the chapped irritation of the skin while there's no more um, moisture affecting, you know, making it more raw and irritated. Right. So it, it just ends up working really fast. But I, I think um, obviously the calendula and comfrey are, are key demulcent herbs. I, I really believe the plantain really helps, the you know, reduce the redness and, and the the irritation, just like you can use it on a bee sting, you know, it's just, it just it just soothes it marvelously. Right. And it works so well for different things, too. I, I, I mean, we use it still every day. My daughter is four and a half, and, um, you know, she's in school and running around on the playground, and, and, you know, the noses run, and they get all chapped lips and red noses, and I, I put it on her, after, I actually put it on her after she falls asleep so that she doesn't wipe it off, and she wakes up and the redness of her nose is all gone. I think there's a lot of people on the line going, yep, because uh, that's like a lot of the same herbs in the salve they make and, the, and people have made on this call from the herbal medicine making kit. Oh, great, yeah. Um, free plantain and whatnot. Now, for us, I, since we're on the the, <laughs> the uh, since we're on the diaper rash thing, um, <laughs> what we found that worked the best for us was a, a straight chickweed oil. Oh, really? Very cooling, yeah. And I don't know how many radical people there are out there. Uh, but, um, you know, we've even done, like, just uh, crushed up plantain or just crushed up chickweed leaves and just stick it in the diaper. And it's yeah, well, you know what it is. It's anything goes when you have a <laughs> suffering child. <laughs> um, so um, you said that you started learning and you took this course. Now, um, any experience or interest, before you took the course, or was it just this thing like something sparked, like, oh, I want to learn about plants? Um, well, I like, as I said, I've always, you know, I've always opted for natural medicine in my own life, but I didn't have an extensive knowledge of it. Uh, so what I looked for, like I said, I took some workshop courses and, and things like that, and, and um, it expanded it a little bit, but what I looked for was a more scientific approach. What I wanted to do for my myself obviously and and for my customers is to be able to explain why the herb works not necessarily just trust me it works you know you'll be surprised um so i was looking for a little bit more of a scientific approach mm-hmm. and that program although it it had some you know it had it had its downsides um especially being correspondence that was difficult that way um to not actually, you know, hear the pronunciations and not um, 
you know, have any major hands-on with with your instructor mm-hmm. lessons like that. Um, but I really learned a lot about the body, mm-hmm. um, the systems of the body, the ailments of those systems, and then the herbs that support those systems. And so um, oh. that was really that was a really good basis for me. You know, I personally, on a personal level, um, I I I read about you know the magical properties of herbs as well, you know. Right. But as far as from a business venture, I wanted that real scientific. So when I sit down with people and, and talk about the active constituents that are in each herb, I can explain how they affect the body systems, you know, how how um, echinacea ends up, you know, building white blood cells, and that's why it improves your immune system. You know, it's not it, – it, there is actual scientific backing to it. Uh, so that was actually that was pretty good about that course. You learned a lot about active constituents and primary properties and secondary properties and um, and then you know there's always you know different interpretations on how you build a formula but um, which is which is and and what you're saying is is I want everyone to get that that is the, a wonderful way um and also to see that there are many ways to begin learning. Now, now you heard what just Jessica was doing. Now, when I came and approached it, I, working at Wilderness Awareness School, had more of, the, of a nature connection, and I just started by learning the names of plants around me and learning about the plants and someone saying, hey, they can do this, this, and this. So I came from more of the perspective of the herb, which is a way that I teach in the course that I wrote. Um, but then through that door, discovering later the body and all. Like, I had studied herbs for a while, and then when I was in acupuncture school, I you know, took anatomy and physiology and a lot of different science courses, and I was like, oh, that's what a spleen does. you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so you eventually come to it, but the, the point is, right, and I think you'd agree, Jessica, you just got to start somewhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, and anything helps. You know, you subscribe to magazines, get on... Um, different, you know, websites that send out little bits of information about herbs as they get, you know, as new properties get discovered and and you know any any little bit will build your repertoire of knowledge and you know I'm I'm obviously I'm still learning all the time and uh I I need to research things but you know I don't have I can't pop up, you know every you know somebody stops me on the street and asks me what about this and most of the time I I say let me do some research on that cuz I you know I I have to to do that um mm-hmm. I know the information, but I, you know, I want to double check myself, and I want to make sure there isn't anything more current out there. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I've um, personally, on a personal level, I, I suffer from migraine headaches, and you know, within the past couple of years, they found that um, petasites, which is butterbur, is right. um, very successful in preventing migraine headaches. And oh. you know, I tried the whole feverfew route, and I didn't, I didn't really notice much of a difference when I was taking that. But I have since. August, taken um, butterbur tincture every single day. I take a half a teaspoon every single day, and my migraines have cut down probably 75% or more. Mm-hmm. And that's just a new finding. They didn't really even know that it had that property, and and now they're also saying that it's also very very good for seasonal allergies. So you know, get on those you new know, newsletters and get Herb Quarterly magazine, and you know, read the little things and. And just start building now, a, a knowledge database. 
I, now, I know that, like, in, when someone, to a lot of you out there, when someone like, Je- you know, Jessica just tells you, oh, I learned about, read about this about Butterbear and helps with migraines, that it goes swirling around in your head like, oh, wait, I can, okay, how do I do, wait, what do, how do I know this is safe? Um, how do I go about this? And you look up migraines and you see, right, you look in the book, right, right, Jessica, and you see, yep. like, you know, like books that have, like, you know, 10 or 12 different herbs. And you're like, oh, which one do I use? Well, do I use two of them or all of them? Do I use all of these or just one of these or five right. of these or which one? <laughs> and um, and really, and I emphasize, Jessica, on our site that it's about just one experience at a time. A lot of you out there know how to make a tincture from the echinacea tincture from the kit. And so basically... You put the plant in a jar, fill it up with vodka, and you let it sit for a while, right? <laughs> you strain it out, and then you can use it. And then if you keep your learning to these isolated events, and then it inspires you to do research, you connect the dots, and then you just that's how you grow as an herbalist. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's... Um it is, it is like you said before. It is, it is my passion, and I really found that I am so happy when I'm working with herbs. You know, I was I, with this business a lot of uh, because it's a small business. I do everything <laughs> essentially, and um, you know, the other day I, I'm coming up to uh, several big events, and, and I have a, a couple of new accounts, uh, stores that want product, and so I've been you know working on the computer like crazy and ordering, and and I just. I just stopped, and I went in the other room because I had a tincture that was ready to be decanted, and and I just said, I need to do what I love now, you know. I mean, enough, I, I know this is all for the business, but I just have to keep reminding myself that what is it that, that is the passion here. Yes. And, and not, you know, I love making new products, and I have um, several new products that I haven't launched yet, uh, just because I need to get the business going more with what I have, and every new product is an investment when you're talking about um, packaging and labeling. And, and by the way, your labels are beautiful. I think you know that's the first thing that caught my eye because like <laughs> I'm doing packaging and I'm like, <laughs> thank I'm like, you. Oh, Those are great labels. <laughs> <laughs> thank um, you. Yeah, we, um, my husband and I actually worked very hard this past weekend, and and we made a lot of product, and we were. He was my labeling uh, department, and the labeler. Uh, yeah, my la- He was, you know, <laughs> chief cook and bottle washer of that whole department the other day, and we were making, you know, I love this label. No, this one's my favorite. I love this one, and um, I have to give credit to uh, my very close friend who used to work for me actually when I was in marketing and um, when we dis- we all decided to uh, move on and go our different ways and I decided to go in this route um, she stayed in graphic design and owns her own agency now and and her name is Lindsay Taylor of Tailored Image and she did all my labels and I just cool. think I thank her so much she generously nope. did all my labels <laughs> Well, I'm, I have Rowan, my seven-year-old, doing the labeling now on the kits, and then my two-year-old has just been promoted to bottle screwer, <laughs> like bottle cap screwer. Um, so only one of these new products. Tell us about one of them and how you went about formulating it and, um, you know, what inspired you to use those early? What was that journey of um, doing that, you know? Um, because, you know, like um, – because I'm curious, like, are you inspired by, 
you know, are you going through the plants? Are you, do, are you like, oh, like I, I'm really attracted to Butterbur or Comfrey. I really want to search to make something with Comfrey. Or is it, gosh, you know, I see a need for this kind of salve or balm or tincture and I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to make, I'm going to find the herbs and yeah. go that way. So, so what, what was the journey of one of these formulations? Um, first of all, I, I actually, any product that gets introduced to my line has been formulated based on the needs of a client, a family member, um, myself, um, a friend, someone that had an ailment, and um, and we worked on a on a you know a solution to their ailment. And when I am happy with the results, that's when I introduce it to my line. So nothing nothing has been um, just added without being tested. And uh, as I, I like to say, all my products are tested on my family and friends and not animals. <laughs> um, but that is actually not true because my dog, my uh, chocolate lab, is um, has been using my products for years. <laughs> uh-huh. um, but no, I, I actually do base it on an ailment. And that's sort of been the um, mission and the um, niche of my business is everything is for an ailment. It's their products for wellness based on um, a particular medical need, and I don't do anything cosmetic. I do everything to sort of cure a problem, and I know those are all words that the FDA doesn't want you to use when you're using or talking about herbs, but... Oh, no. um, We can talk about it here. Yeah. (laughs) one of you or the FDA listening. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I I just made my disclaimer, so I'm all... all so yeah, so that's what I have done, and you know, I have um, I have had worked with many clients that have um, PMS or menopausal symptoms that um, had trouble sleeping, and so I, you know, I developed um, the Easy Dream oil, and and I also use that on Brenna all the time, not every single day, but. You know, anytime anybody with kids will know, you know, the kids are bouncing off the walls. They don't, you know, they've, you know, just had a really energetic day and, you know, it's time for bed, but they're just not there yet. And uh, we put, Brenna calls them sleepy time drops because they actually used to be in a bottle that, that dispensed it like an essential oil bottle. Um, and now it's in a roll-on bottle, which is a lot easier. Oh, wow. Um, the roll-on bottle is also really nice. And as you'll know from your acupuncture training, um, you can actually work on acupressure points for sure. sleep with the roll-on applicator. So it's kind of a double-purpose um, container. But so that so everything has been formulated because of of somebody's need. Um, I have, like I said, I have products that we've that I've made for people, and they've worked. We've been really satisfied, and, and I'm just I'm just waiting to launch them. Um, but you know, I I have to get these things going first, and uh, I've. But that's 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 my passion. I love having this little problem that I need to find a solution for, and you know, and tweaking I, it and tweaking it and tweaking it until I can I can get something that I'm really happy with. And what I like about what you're doing too, what I really advocate from people using herbs, um, is that here's here here's my thing. You know, because <laughs> I get emails a lot. People email me in like. What do I do for diabetes? What do I do for a migraine, for example? Yeah. And I always email back like, well, if you're doing have doing something more of a chronic situation, it's really a good thing to go to 
um, you know, a licensed or qualified, you know, consultant or practitioner in complementary medicine. Um, and because because you have to look diet, holistically, there's so much. They can help you analyze your diet. They can. Mm-hmm. So, there's there's no silver bullets happening out there for herbs. However, I feel that there are silver bullets with herbs when it's coming to um, acute situations. Exactly. Um, for a lot of the everyday bumps and bruises and first aid and colds and everything, I mean, I, I do every day. I marvel at the effectiveness, and I, I think um, herbalism gets a bad name when, you know, like you know, someone like my mother-in-law goes, "Okay, I'll try herbs." John and Kimberly are into that. <laughs> Get some feverfew, try some tea from the supermarket. Doesn't you know? Yeah. And then tries it for a couple nights and says it doesn't help her migraines and writes off herbal medicine. Exactly. And 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 um, you know. I'm thankful for all of you listening that have, you know, came to look beyond that and see that that um, when we are all empowered to take care of our health care for our day-to-day stuff, we can really do a lot with herbs. You Absolutely. Know? Another, uh, while we're on little things that bother us about herbs, I, yeah. I my pet peeve is how the allopathic medical world tends to negate the power of herbs right out, except for how they interact with all of their drugs. <laughs> and it always just cracks me up. Like, right. don't take this because, you know, don't take that when you're taking this, and don't take that. But I, I, I want to say, but I thought you said those things didn't work or do anything. So why can't I take them all, you know? Just, I know, I know. A little pet peeve so, of mine. <laughs> there are some enlightened ones out there, but... Um, you know, you're absolutely them. right. I mean, every, you always get the the big questions. You know, um, um, for example, some I get this all the time because I deal mostly with topical products. People want a quick fix for eczema, and uh, oh yes, eczema really is one of those conditions that, addition, in addition to soothing the external patch, you mm-hmm. you also you need to treat it from the inside. Correct. And um, you know, nobody really wants. To hear that, they just want their little quick cream to to make it all better, and so you know that's that's one that that needs to be healed. Another product I do make, I also um, it's it's my fungal funk ointment, which is um, for any sort of fungal infection or ringworm or anything like that. But with fungal infections, they're really manifestations of um, an intestinal upset and or an imbalance of the flora. Now, let's take one of those examples then, and let's see how would we treat it. Okay, I'm going to take eczema because, number one, I've, I've had it in the past. And when I, when I had it, I was before I learned about this stuff, and I was using a steroid cream, and it went away, and then it would come back, and then it would go away. Um, just so you know, ever since I've been taking herbal, drinking herbal infusions regularly, uh, it hasn't, they've never come back again. Um, but here's t- take that for example. So we have someone who has eczema, eczema, mm-hmm. and um, what herbs? What's an herb or two that might you might use on the outside? But also, I'm imagining you're going to tell someone that they should be, you know, drinking some infusion regularly of some kind of herb. Yeah, with with eczema, I quickly off the top of my head, um, as I mentioned, obviously, I like to do a little more research. And, and always um, when I'm working with somebody, I do look at the whole person. Um, we look at diet. We look at anything um, that might be causing an allergic condition like um, eczema, which is sometimes caused by a food allergy or or um, an environmental allergy or anything like that. But um, I have had 
<clears throat> excuse me, I've had some um, success with some clients when they have taken burdock root tincture on a exactly. regular basis yeah. um, and then treated the um, the patches as they outbreak um, with, oh, um, a couple of, we've tried different things. Um, products that aren't mine that we've tried are like the Triflora cream, um, some homeopathic things like that, um, but also my Naturally First ointment, which is... Um, in an olive oil and beeswax base, and it has chickweed. Chickweed is very soothing for eczema. Uh, um, my Rescue Derm Cream and my Bonnie Bottom Balm um, both have lanolin, and, and eczema actually needs to breathe because it's a, a seeping condition, so you wouldn't want to put anything on it that wouldn't allow the skin to breathe. So I, I don't, I you know, I discourage people from using those two products on it. So I, I tend to use the Naturally First Ointment. Um, it's soothing. It has um, comfrey. It has chick, uh, as I said, chickweed. It has thyme, some yarrow. So it is very soothing um, to the condition. But now, yeah, as long as they they do, you know, an internal formula as well. And and again, like with the fungal fungus, I was saying before, you know, I always recommend that they they get on a um, a, a probiotic and really, you know, sort of rebalance that intestinal bacteria and and I and at the same time treat their exterior fungal infection. And and burdock um tincture that's yes exactly treating internally as well. And so you know everyone I, that's something I want to ask Susan Weed about when I talked with her is is about like you know what she does and recommends about treating those chronic things internally because I know she has a lot to say about that. Mm. Um for those who've done the roots and branches course we talk about herbal nourishment a little and so, so Jessica told us about um, um, about burdock tincture, but I want you to know who have done that course that you know even even more so um, in, uh, a burdock infusion, like you made the nettle infusion, mm-hmm. because um, the tincture is a one like if you're Jessica, if you're seeing somebody and they're coming to you, it's really really you know the burdock tincture is going to be effective. It, 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 it's it's um, something that's familiar, that it's easy for them to take. It's it's really hard to tell someone else to go on and put an ounce of this in a mason jar and let it steep and and wait eight weeks or hours six weeks later. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, or for you know six hours, four hours later, decant it. Now, yeah. for all you crazy herbalist people on the line here, that's that's a natural given for all of you. But um, but Jessica, for her and her shoes, you know, it's it's different. Yeah. Because you have to try to get help a person internally with something they're actually going to take, <laughs> right? And then, of course, you deal with the um, the the chance that they're not going to like what it tastes like, and you know, and especially when you're dealing with children, you know, that's a real. And then you say, "Well, do you like the eczema?" <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Which do you like better? <laughs> Sometimes I tell my daughter, "I'm just like, I'm just hold your nose and drink it down in one sip, okay? Just right. hold your nose." <laughs> Oh yes, um, that's a good thing. Yeah, getting your kids to take herbs. Uh, <laughs> Lots of honey. Luckily, Rowan likes licorice root, and you can use licorice root for a lot of things. But yes. um, herbal honeys. Um, herbal yeah, honeys, yeah. I use a lot. Yep. We, we're going to put out a recipe on a future branch coming up about yellow dock syrup um, that Kimberly just made for Rowan in a situation, and that's been working well. And um, you know, it's. Yeah, there's all kinds of things you can do, but I mean, uh, um, but yeah, especially when they're coughing in the middle of the night or they mm-hmm. have coughs and 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 they're cold. And my absolute favorites, you know, just 
because I love telling people. I, I guess it's coming up for me because I, I told three different people this in the last few weeks that I know, um, and it's worked beautifully. Is just the, the garlic oil, and there's a, there's a page there's a page on on, our, on learning herbs about how to do this. But rubbing the garlic oil on the on the kids' feet and putting socks on when they're sleeping. Absolutely, absolutely. Sixty yeah. percent of what you apply to your skin is absorbed into the body, and garlic is probably the best herb out there. Uh, it's just so many properties, and I I've tried the same thing. I think it's a, a wonderful. It, it's wonderful. They don't they don't fight it actually. <laughs> they, it, it, my daughter loves it. <laughs> now I know this is like you know a hard question um, since we just you know we're just saying how much we like garlic. Um, but um, did you say hard question? This, is, this could be a hard oh, question for oh, you to yeah. answer. Um, but like I, I, I sometimes I ask people, you know, well, actually, this came from this came from a friend. Uh, first person I learned from, it said, you know, I know of all these different herbs, and she's taking us around and showing us like two, three dozen different herbs for the day. And she's like, yeah, I know about these and stuff, but you know what? I think I only really use four or five herbs. <laughs> <laughs> so it, if you had, what what are what are your like your top three most used herbs in your house? Oh, um, well, there's two answers to that because um, oh. in the business I have my top three or four herbs, and then uh-huh. um, personally I have my top three or four herbs. Well, tell us both. Most of my products have calendula in them, mm-hmm. um, so that would definitely be one of my top herbs. Um, let's see. In the business, uh, I also use olive oil for all my bases, which is um, – it is an antiseptic, natural antiseptic. So I have to say that would, even though it's a, in a different form, um, I would have to give that one a big tip of my hat. Mm-hmm. Comfrey, I use comfrey a lot. Um, plantain, obviously, I have to give that a lot of credit because it that really was the first, you know, the I, I believe the the Bonnie Bottom Bomb secret. So uh, you're helping sell the herbal medicine making kit because every single thing you do. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Personally, uh, obviously, you know, we use echinacea a lot. We use astragalus. Um, most of what we use, I, I, I'm, I actually am the only one that takes um, an herb on a daily basis in our family at this particular point. And that was, that I take a, I take the butterbur and I take it with a, a fever few blend. So I actually do a 50-50 on that, and I take that daily. Um, so other than that, what we use basic, what we use herbs for it regularly is just, you know, building, keeping our immune system up, you know, and, and treating anything that, that comes up. So um, echinacea, astragalus, I use licorice root a lot for its antiviral properties. Um, plus, I like the taste of it. Um, um, you know, um, have you done this? Um, like we keep a um, – we'll keep jars of dried herbs up on the – that we do infusions with up on the shelf. We have, you know, our whole wall is just ones that we, you know, oh, I don't think I'll this today or that today. Now, have you do you often if you're making soup throw some astragalus root into it? I do, and also nettles. Mm-hmm. I do, yep. Especially if it's uh, chicken soup, if somebody's got a cold, I definitely mm-hmm. do that. Um, mm-hmm. Nettles high, high in vitamin C, so I use that a lot, especially for. Um, I make a, a beverage I can share with you that, and I call it a beverage because it's sort of a decoction infusion blend. Um, but I, I make a um, kind of like my answer to Airborne, <laughs> only it's a beverage. Yeah, that's a product Airborne, I've seen. Yeah, that product Airborne. Um, 
I, I use um, licorice root, Oregon grapefruit, and echinacea, and I make a decoction with that. I bring it to a boil and reduce it um, and simmer it for 10 minutes, and then I pour that over um, St. John's wort for its antiviral properties, lemon balm and lemongrass also for antivirals, and then uh, nettles because it's really high in vitamin C. It's also good if you have a runny nose. And then I add some other things to it, if um, depending upon the symptoms. If, uh, if there's swollen glands, then I add cleavers. If there's fever, I add yarrow. If there's you know respiratory congestion, then I, I put red clover in. And I steep the whole thing for 20 minutes. I use a big mason jar, and I um, strain it out, and I drink, or, or, or we drink, I should say, whoever needs it, um, a half a cup every two hours. Right. And... I tell you, a couple of years ago here out in the East Coast, we had a bad bout of um, respiratory bronchitis that just was chronic. Everybody just kept getting it and then re-getting it and re-getting it, and we didn't get it at all. And I, I give it all to that that wellness tea, I call it. Um, it just it just was really impressive to us. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna make an assumption here, Jessica, that that you know I. I'm, I'm imagining there's some people out there who are frantically writing those things, <laughs> and I hope eventually to get some transcripts and I'll let everybody. I can know. Sl- I can slow down too. I apologize. But, um, no, that's okay. But I I I um I I like what could be on people's minds, see, because you know, like what our website's all about is like about the learning process, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna assume that when you started doing this and making your tea, that you were keeping it simple and starting with one or two herbs, seeing how that affected you, seeing and learning about it, why you're making a tea with that one or two herbs, that you're looking it up in the book, you're seeing how it tastes, how it's affecting you. And then you did that for a lot of different herbs, and then eventually you felt confident enough to start making some blends and moving them around, and then, you know, you know what I mean? Am I right? Absolutely. You know, even if you just made, you know, a, a decoction of echinacea, you know, to start with, and then, you know, you might say, and this is what I did, oh, you know, we have, you know, respiratory congestion. Well, what's good for respiratory congestion? And you look it up that way. Oh, I can add that in, you know. And, and for my case, I I knew that, you know, what we were being exposed to was viral, so I was looking at all the antiviral herbs that I could um, that I could add. Um, obviously, lemon balm it adds a wonderful flavor to any tea that you're making. It's just, you know, it's it's a nice tea on its own, and and um, so I, I, you know, I add that and I try it, and and of course, you know, like I said before, the nettles is is high in vitamin C, and I knew that I needed to boost my vitamin C when I was feeling run down. So yeah, exactly. You just you work through, you add things, um, you take them away when they taste horrible, and you can barely <laughs> barely drink down, you know, and. Right. Um, Exactly that. You just, it's, it's all, it's fun because you really can't go wrong, you know? It's, 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 it's a fun little mystery it's to solve. Fun. And exactly. It's, it, it, when you're doing this, you hit the nail on the head there because it's all about keeping the mystery going for you. Yeah. Like, and what is exciting. Like, um, you know, honestly, there, okay, there is a time when, like, let's say if I have a cold coming on or whatever or something. Um, I was like, okay, I've got this tincture, that I'm going to do this, and I had all this stuff going on, and I, you know, <laughs> the last few colds or anything like that, I've been like, well, you know, actually, if anybody just looks on the on the, on, our, on the learning herb site, pretty much most of it's there, but 
you know, the last couple of times is I just will go in the kitchen and chomp on a couple of cloves of garlic, swallow them down the hole, go to bed and wake up just fine. <laughs> it's like, all right, that's all we need. We're going to keep it simple here. Very true. And, you know, that's really good to know and keep in mind, too, because when you're traveling, you don't have, you know, your little bottles of nettles and your bottles of cleavers and, you, you know, all these different things. And so go to the grocery store and get a garlic clove and eat it. You know that you know. Do that with a with a with a piece of ginger root if you're really nauseous too. You know that's just have the one or two things that are easily um, obtainable, and and then you know when you know when you're not near your your herb kitchen, you know what you can do. Yep, and that's exactly. I did a little free course on learning herbs. Probably a lot of you have done it called Supermarket Herbalism, and and every day you get like a little couple paragraph lesson, and it's just tells you exactly that what's in the supermarket that's really can help a lot of first aid situations. Yeah, and definitely. um, you know, so that I mean everything from peppermint and chamomile to everyone, the ginger, garlic, oats. You know, I mean, yeah. So and, much. Um, I think um, something that's really good for people to know is. Um, how to how to best prepare those, how to get the most out of it, because um, like you said, when you were referring to that example of the person that getting that fever few tea and, and trying it, um, you know, a lot of people make a cup of tea, they put the tea bag in the water and they take it out and they drink the tea, and you may Labor not have water. necessarily extracted the active constituents that are there that work for that ailment. So, how do you, you know, make the tea? What's that? How would you make a tea? You're going to make some fever few tea. If I was going to make a tea for myself to drink, um, well, I, I, cons- I, like I said before, I said herbal beverage because um, mm. anything with a root, um, and w- with the exception of red clover, I, um, I do that simmer, bring the water to a boil and simmer it for ten minutes. Um, anything leafy or flowery, then you know you infuse it, you run the boiling water through it, and. Uh, and let that steep for, I always steep everything for a minimum of 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And um, it really, you know, you, you pull out different constituents the longer you steep or the shorter you steep. But especially when it comes to roots, um, it always makes me, you know, I I get a little chuckle when I go and I see all these different echinacea teas, and I don't really feel that you can pull the active constituents from echinacea out of, a tea, especially if you just sort of, you know, dunked it in a few times and taken it out. Um, you really need to decoct that root to pull that out. That's uh, like what I feel like more of a, as a, of a joke, too, is the little uh, herbal pills um, that you see. I, You know, someone, because they're kind of dangerous because somebody says, yeah, nettles, we, so we can talk about all how great nettle is. But if you, you know, go to the store and buy a thing of nettle pills and take two of those little tiny capsules filled with nettle powder, you know, you're not getting anything. You're not getting, right, nothing. And, and so, um, you know, maybe some of the pills might work all right in some situations, but that's what you're saying. It's the power of knowing how to use them. And, yeah, exactly, how to best prepare it. That was, um, that was one thing that we learned a lot in that course that I took was uh, what are the active constituents in each herb, and how is it best to extract those? You know, certain alkaloids are extracted with um, alcohol. Where um, drawing a blank, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly, some alcohol, some with some water. with water, some right, exactly, and some with oils. And right. in, and it's best to know. That's exactly why we learned that that chemical breakdown of the herb to know the best way of of preparing it. 
as I'm talking to you here before we started, I was feeling a little, a little nervous, and I felt like, you know, maybe something coming on in my lungs. I did the ginger lemon honey tea recipe that I have on the website, and I've been drinking that. And when I did that, yeah, I let the ginger sit for about a half hour before. Yeah. I even, now it's this very potent tea, and it's, you know, it settled my stomach, and it's, you know, it's kind of helped my lungs out a bit, opened Absolutely. them up. Absolutely. Um, what we're talking about learning about different nerves, a lot of people, um, <laughs> I, I, and I know, let's see, about 95% or more, probably 100% of us on this call, what do we do when we're really, really inspired to want to do something right? We go to the bookstore. <laughs> and, we look, and then, and then of course, we want, we, 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 we're drawn to the, 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 the bigger books because, you know, there's, there's more in a bigger book, and the bigger books have beautiful pictures. And, and then we collect these, and then, and then we're not... Endless but, collections. But it's a while before we actually learn how to access those. <laughs> so what's, your top, what's a couple of your favorite um, herbal books that, that you... Uh, someone someone um, emailed asking that question. So that was, um, that was Marissa asked that. What's your favorite herbal book? I have um, I have quite an extensive library of herbal books, and it is like you said, it's like an addiction. You can't stop, and I, you know, I I, I can't help it. I have to look at them every single time, and I've tried to cut down my my spending, I suppose. But um, <laughs> I have always, um, like I said before, you know, I've always been interested in in herbs, and so I had a lot of the. The old standards, you know, Rosemary Gladstar's Family Herbal and Earl Mendel's Herb Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I had uh, ones that I accessed all the time were like, um, what's it called, Medicinal Herbal by Penelope Odie. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was good. That's a good one. It's a good one, and she really does a nice job of illustrating how to make things with a lot of different herbs, which was why I, I enjoyed that one um, mm-hmm. before I did my studies. Now, Now that I have a different perspective and I, I can kind of appreciate that scientific approach a, um, a bit more even though it does get over my head the pharmacology and all of that but um, one book I use all the time is um, it's um, Encyclopedia of Natural Medicine mm-hmm. and um, Michael Hoffman wrote one called Medical Herbalism that's a fantastic book it's mm-hmm. it's deep and especially the first few chapters are really scientific and like I said a lot of that goes over my head but it still talks about the constituents and it really does if the constituents are confusing people which are the you know the properties like we mentioned before how to best extract those properties from the herbs it really does talk about them and explain them uh, that's a fantastic book mm-hmm. um, another one I use a lot is herbal medicine um, with a guide for healthcare professionals and that's a compilation of authors I don't I don't know the off the top of my head the editor on that one, but I still use I still use all the other ones. I still look at them. I I reference Rosemary Gladstar's. I reference um, Susan Weed's. You know, I I used the same one you mentioned, uh, Childbearing Year. I use that extensively, and I I still reference it. The you know her menopausal years. Another book I have um, is called Kids Herbs and Health. That mm-hmm. is a fantastic book, and especially for people that have um, your kit, that if they've purchased your kit, it's, it might be a little bit over somebody's head 
because it talks about all these different things you can make. Uh, but it it is um, if if you have the things around to actually make the pro the stuff with the recipes are good the, and and my daughter likes them most of them um, and it's a great reference it's great even for you know an adult you don't have to just be talking about a kid so I, I guess those those are my my top ones um, that medical herbalism is a fantastic book it's yeah. a, it's a I think that was an expensive one so it's you know it's a quite an investment but it's Wonderful, wonderfully researched, wonderful reference that I, um, you're using. You know, and, yeah. and for for me, coming from more of a folk herbalism side, um, like I haven't accessed or used a lot of those books that you're mentioning because I just wanted to point out, yeah, there's a lot of ways to learn. Exactly. And, um, I have some. I have some. You know, I have a druid's herbal. I have good magic. Of course, I always buy Llewellyn's herb um, almanac every single year. You know, I love that and, that magical herb like, side. They, uh, Everyone should just get used to the fact that you're going into a used bookstore, you're seeing it, you open the book up, and you see that one thing that you want to learn right now, and you buy the book. Does it not mean you have to read it from cover to cover? You know, we add it to our reference shelf, and then we explain it to our husbands or wives that why we bought this new <laughs> But uh, Or we but, say, no, no, I've had that all along. What are you, crazy? Uh, yeah, that was true. I didn't buy anything new. Well, I've been using a lot the uh, fa- Family Herbal by Rosemary Gladstar recently. I've been very inspired by that That's one. That's a great it's book. And it, another one, just like the Penelope Odie one, that she yeah. she does such a nice job illustrating on how to use them and, and make product, you know, make Simple things. remedies, how to make stuff, yeah. and it's one of those all-in-one, you know. And a lot of reason, cosmetic as well. Well, the reason why I have healing-wise on our the required book for, um, main required book for Susan Weed for, um, the Roots and Branches course is because um, a lot of people ask me this because some people are like, oh, you know, Susan's kind of strong, you know, sometimes like, I don't know, necessarily like the way she words things or something, or maybe they don't like her, some of her ideas and all. And, and But, you know, I haven't found another single book that just says, hey, look at these really common, here's five or six really common plants that grow around us, and here's a whole bunch of things you can do with them. Yeah. And the yeah. things that are growing in your backyard, one at a time. Let's go on a journey with dandelion. Now let's make a bunch of stuff with dandelion and get to know dandelion. And it's that slow method of just getting to know one herb from the plant's perspective at a time. Yeah. Very so, good. I mean, that's, you know, for me, that's always going to remain my uh, my favorite book. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's so um, many, too. I, that's, that is a fantastic book. I have that one as well. I have, like I said, I have an addiction. <laughs> um, so we got um, about ten minutes or so left, and, and I I wanted to ask you um, because I, I uh, you know I put it out there like oh we're going to talk about learning about herbs and we're going to talk about some ailments and we've done that. Um, would you mind let's see uh, just taking a couple of questions about some um, herbal business specifics because I think some of the people were really inspired and maybe had to go into this like. Because um, somebody was uh, asking, do you, do you need a commercial kitchen to do this, or? Um, no, you don't. Um, every state has different licensing issues, and you should definitely do the research through your state and find out what they require. But generally, you do not, um, because they're not FDA approved. You don't have to follow uh, FDA standards for production, which is which is nice because a lot of us wouldn't be able to afford that investment if that was the case. Yeah, um, there is a little bit of a downside to that because you can really just pretty much have anybody do it, um, which, um, you know, as, as far as, you know, with me running running my business, I feel very strongly about 
why I choose the herbs that I choose and, and what their medicinal purpose is in the product. And then you have, you know, somebody that just likes the smell of that essential oil and so they, you know, mix it with beeswax and olive oil and, and they sell it. So, you know, you, yeah. you end up having that and, and because there is no standards, there isn't any, you don't have to be a licensed herbalist or anything like that. Um, I have not personally gotten into any internal herbal products for sale, mm-hmm. so I, I don't know at this point uh, whether or not, you know, if you need to have, you know, if there are different requirements. From what I have gathered, my particular state does not require. I, I live in I live in Maine, and I produce my products in New Hampshire. Um, Good point. Check, check from state to state. Definitely check from state to state. Um, but you and, did it in your home at first, and then you, and then you have and now you have a, a a a spot at a like a Commons. I saw like a. I do. We have a wonderful uh, trend around here where these old um, textile mills that have been uh, built along all of the rivers are being remodeled and broken down into smaller units for very inexpensive uh, spaces, commercial spaces. And so fortunately for me, I have one of these. I live live in Maine, but I live on the New Hampshire border, and right across the river in New Hampshire is this mill, and, and so I've moved in there, and I do my production in there now, which is really nice. I... I don't lug things up from my cellar into my kitchen and then have to put them all back in milk crates and lug them all back downstairs every time I, I make something. Um, I, I get to leave everything all set up and have everything have a place and, and a purpose. And you get you get your herbs from, do you pick some or do you get them from a distributor? I Most of the herbs that I buy, I try to buy as much certified organic as I can. And so I order most of my herbs mostly from the West Coast because that's where the certified organic herbs farms are. Right. Um so I I don't grow anything that I use commercially uh if I grow things in my garden, which is pretty limited because I, I honestly I'm not I'm not much of a gardener. <laughs> I'd love to learn more gardening and I, I I'm truly kind of the same way. I'm a I'm a wonderful wildcrafter. Um yeah. I have an herb garden and I even have that growing an herb garden dot com website which I I got. I started, and it's kind of sitting there. And and I was inspired at one point. I started it out, and there's there's going to be a time when I get a garden going in my our new house we got a couple of years ago. When I get that garden going, and I can start blogging about it or something. Yeah, I'll, definitely. I'll that, you know, I, I have done, and I've put in a lot of things, and then, you know, you, it's just it takes a lot of time, and and I don't unfortunately I don't have that time right now, and. Um, Brenna likes to pick the herbs and doesn't really care much about maintaining them. So <laughs> she has. That's why I love dandelion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we, yes, we have lots of dandelion. We don't. Uh, we have that wildly growing everywhere, and we we harvest that together. And you know, I've got lemon balm, and I've got um, motherwort, and a few different things that grow, but they kind of grow out of control and take over and. And you know that's fine with me at this point. It still looks beautiful. <laughs> so, so you don't need any um, like herbal license or credentials or anything to come out. No, no. The reason why I took the Master Herbalist program was for my own knowledge, and again, like I said before, to to express to clients and customers the scientific background. And I and I I 
use the you know my I have MH after my name just just to sort of give credibility to myself that I you know I I've taken these courses I understand you know I I hope you trust the fact that I I know what I'm talking about and and I hope you see that I might have more knowledge than you know just somebody mixing stuff up you know that's that's basically it but nobody requires me to put that on there um there's lots of different programs the American um Herbalist Guild, you can join that and put AHG after your name. I think right. the Botanical Council has their own thing that you can do. And we, so, where I went, I, the three-year program I did, we have CCH, which which means community-centered herbalism, because their whole thing is kind of like that book, The Village Herbalist, is learning stuff and 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 being your resource and a stand for herbs for people in your community. Nice, yeah, exactly. It's a different way, and uh, that's the whole thing, the whole licensure thing, and uh, there's always a discussion and uh, uh, amongst herbalists, and um, you know, it's it's a tough one because you can see in one hand where you need, want people to, if you you are a, a, a person going to someone for some, you know, health reasons that you'd want uh, the person maybe does some qualifications, and you know what, there's NDs, naturopathic doctors for that, um, but. Um, but you know what? I, I feel like that you know, learn that the plants and learning about them and using them is all of our own, like birthright to you. It is. I was just going to say that. I was going to say it's our heritage. You know, I mean, it it's goes our back. heritage. And and, and 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 I feel like if there was this big licensure thing, that it would discourage and intimidate, you know, two thirds of the people on this call to even bothering. Right, and it's just another thing that costs a lot of money. I mean, it, yes. it's, yeah. you know, there's so many different organizations that there are to join. If we had to be licensed as well, it's just another expense. And, and, and it, if if the standards for licensure didn't deter people, then I'm sure the expense would. Um, and it's a and bureaucratic any, organization. <laughs> if anyone wants to be a doctor with herbs, you can. You can come to Bastyr University near Absolutely. where uh, You can be an ND. A lot of states have licensed NDs. Uh, you could get into Chinese herbs and be an acupuncturist. Like, uh, hey, it's funny, I'm an acupuncturist, but I don't really know anything about Chinese herbs, or I know where do I use them. <laughs> I'm not really even attracted because for me, um, yeah, for me, it's like I feel like I'm friends with the herbs that grow around me. Yeah. I, I agree I with you 100%. I, I, yeah. you know, I've touched on it a little bit, and, in, you know, in my studies, we always have, you know, just opened our eyes to, to different healing modalities and you know so I've touched on them and I've used some Chinese herbs but I when you <laughs> you're not even all that interested in it or you know I I, <laughs> I can associate that with that 100% I like to know and feel and and be able to you know communicate with the herb myself there's, you know yes there's a relationship that forms and when you see those plants growing in your ecosystem or in your garden and you're going through the seasons and you're sprouting the plant seeing it sprout or growing it and collecting it and making your it there's a there's a relationship that forms and i believe that relationship here i am on my on my pet on my preaching moment um no i believe that that relationship is half or more of the medicine i i agree yes <laughs> you, you know you're I, adding your energy to yeah. that plant to to um i i agree with that completely 
I mean, that that is not, that is what I, you know, I didn't study in that course. That course was very scientific in that aspect, but my own personal views, and when I make a product, I have my own little blessing that I say, and I thank the herb for its, you know, its properties, and I add it, I ask the herb to add that, you know, that particular um healing property to, you know, whatever I'm making at the time, and, and that I agree with you completely. Yeah, thanks. And um, that's, um, yeah, I mean, for the chronic things, I, uh, you know, it's kind of why I became an acupuncturist. I mean, I feel like I can help people with migraines and that and fairly effectively and, and, and all, and and uh, but it's a very different thing than the uh, herbs. It's very different. Uh, I was kind of that's what kind of got me interested in it in the beginning was, oh, there's something I can do with herbs, and then it kind of took me on a different journey, mm. um, you know. Yeah. So um, I before we wrap it up here, um, people did email me questions. I went over most of them. There was one question I just want to get here before we kind of close it up, and it was from Sue, and, and we were talking about oils and things, and, and she made comfrey and olive oil. And she decanted it today, actually, and it smelled really horrible. Uh, there's no mold or anything, but it just smells bad. <laughs> um, so is is it okay, Jessica? Um, as long as the oil that she used was, was fresh and wasn't rancid in any way, and that... Um, and then she's, you know, pretty confident in that. I, I, you know, I think it probably was the oxidation of that, just exactly. you know, because it's been sealed up and it finally hit hit oxygen and and you know, a little bit of gases came out. I, I think it's perfectly fine. And what I'd recommend that you do, Sue, is um, next time when you do your oils in the early phase, uh, if you're using a mason jar. Um, leave the leave the lid part off and just use a screw band mm. and 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 put a paper towel over it and let it breathe while it's um, while it's going and then in the first couple of weeks stir it with a chopstick or something for the first couple of weeks until the herbs kind of go down then um, and then when it's all done it may have a little bit of that smell and even what you can do now is um, take that screw band off and take the little lid off. Put the paper towel on, put the screw band back on your mason jar, you know, that's now that you have it decanted, and just let it mellow out and just let it be like that. And then I think in time you'll find that it'll, um, and when it starts smelling all right. Now, you can use this, even if it doesn't smell great, in, in a salve or an oil. Well, just, you know, if you put it in a salve or something, just add some lavender essential oil yeah. on it, and that can just cover up the smell. Yeah. So that's uh, that's a little practical tip. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before we uh, say goodbye here and, and thank you for coming, I just want to uh, say um, just kind of do a, a couple of uh, um, ending notes, uh, some details. Is that okay, Jessica? Sure, sure. Okay, great. Because I want to give away that cool prize. <laughs> <laughs> Let me thank you, everybody, for listening too. I, I really appreciate it, and uh, this is. Um, this was a lot of fun. Thank you again, John. Oh, you're welcome. And you hang on there, too, because I'm not okay. finished with you yet. Um, <laughs> my, I'm, 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 I'm using my super high-tech um, raffling system. <laughs> Is it a hat? <laughs> I do, I do. Um, let's see. And I'm looking, I'm searching for the, the phone number. I know this is really primitive, folks. I, I, I uh, Take me a second if I was only a little more organized. Um, let's see here. 
Okay, well, anyway, there's a person on the line, and I can't find it from the file I downloaded, with the phone number 320-259-9067 is the number you're calling from. And just send me an email um, at, uh, oh, just through the website or john at learningherbs.com. Um, sometimes that does, doesn't go through spam filters, so uh, or you can just go through the website. And... Um, and uh, use the contact form, 320-259-9067. And what I'm giving away today is um, all three of those charts that we sell on Learning oh. Herbs. Um, yeah, the, That's um, great. Yeah, the uh, Herbal Cultivation Guide, the, um, the, uh, what do you, <laughs> the Common Remedy the Ailment one, and the uh, Vitamin and Mineral chart. So um, you just email me over and then your address and everything, and then we'll get that to you. Congratulations, um, whoever that is. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be doing this every time. That we um, <clears throat> but we'll give away something different every time. Um, so uh, as I uh, we, we were talking about before we officially started, some folks were still on the line that the Wildcraft game is on schedule and um, will be here to my house by early December and everything will probably go on sale. I mean, I'll probably have it up um, at the very end of the month. Um, so I'm in contact with those people regularly. And uh, so just a uh, couple things uh, about it. Um, let's see. About one. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, somebody asked, emailed me as well about that, wanting to know the age for it, and it's ages four and above. Uh, we, my thing with Kimberly was that she uh, make it so a four-year-old can do it, meaning that they didn't have to read, that they could use icons and learn from the image kind of burning in their heads, you know, um, which is kind of cool. Um, so, you know, you, they could play, once they learn it, they could play it with some of their friends. Um, and uh, also there's a story that you can download as well, so mom and dad and grandma and grandpa can all play with them too, because uh, there's little stories that go with about wildcrafting. As you go through the board, you go through different ecosystems, and it teaches you about the different wildcrafting, safety, and sustainability in the different ecosystems you're in. Isn't that cool, Jessica? That is such a cool thing. I cannot <laughs> wait to get this game. Me neither. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> We've been working on it since last, like, <laughs> February. <laughs> um, so speaking of wildcrafting, next Thursday we have uh, same bat time, same bat, no, it's not bat time, same dandelion time, same dandelion line channel uh there's uh for all uh well never that's a for any of you guys who watch 1960 television um <laughs> uh on november 16th on thursday we have uh noted herbalist betsy bancroft and she used to teach at tom brown's tracker school for a while that's where i first heard her name and my friend mark who uh, uh who runs a wilderness school down in santa barbara used to talk about her all the time and I called up united plant savers one day because i wanted to tell them about this game and they're all about sustainable wildcrafting and there's Betsy on the line. She works there. Oh, and then I was great. like, oh, you're Betsy. And so <laughs> I talked to her a few weeks back, and she's really excited to be with us and talk all about, like, uh, we're going to talk about, you know, harvesting and collecting and sustainability and herbalism. And it's really kind of important things to know if any of you are really thinking about going and uh, picking your own herbs. So we're going to talk about those. And... um Please don't forget to visit 
uh, morenaturally.com, right? M O O R E. Yep. That's my last name, Moore. That's a a great last name to have. (laughs) We've got these cool tote bags and all that. I got definitely. We're going to have to arrange some trades, I think, you and I. Oh, yes. And uh, I've got, <laughs> after the after this next couple of weeks, it's um, yeah, crazy when, right now, but I'm going to have some new products and new gift sets and things up there for the holidays. So oh, keep checking back. Yeah. Um, so keep uh, with us in the Cocoa Susan Weed on, on November 30th, and we'll have John Young on um, on the 27th on Monday, and John Young is going to talk about some really cool stuff that has to do with, oh, mentoring youth, um, about things that Tom Brown Jr. growing up as a kid taught him about plants, uh, stuff that he just hasn't really talked much about. John's a really noted naturalist and tracker and speaker. He speaks around the world on different kinds of things, and he wrote the Come On a Naturalist Training Program for Wilderness Awareness School. And so um, it's going to be a fun time. I've known him for about 20 years or something like that. So that will be a fun conversation. And, um, well, I think that's... uh, pretty much it and uh once again i'd like to thank jessica moore for being with us tonight thank you very much thank you and we'll um well i'm sure we'll be talking talking soon connecting and i look forward to seeing what other really cool stuff that you have (laughs) i look forward to my game (laughs) i know me i don't know who i don't know if it's more of a present for her or for me I know. I got well. I got the fifteen hundred of them coming to my garage, and we had to literally build a shed in the backyard. It's so funny. Uh, well, since you know, just you know, since anybody can hang up anytime they want, but we. Keep um, so, <laughs> and so basically, like we, I went to Lowe's and bought this shed kit, and then I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. <laughs> September, building the shed in the back, so all the stuff in the garage is in the shed. Now my garage is empty, awaiting, um, you know, like an entire garage load. I mean, I don't know. We kind of <laughs> got ourselves a little over our heads, but anyway, it's going to be really great. It's we're really excited, great. and we're getting a lot of positive feedback about it, and all. And so, I have been spreading the word. I, I'm, I'm so excited. Thank you very much. Well, everyone. Um, Thank you very much for joining us, and um, I was glad that our electricity and everything was on uh, after <laughs> the, our big flood. If any watching national news or those who weren't looking at the election, our our uh, our whole town we were flooded, and we couldn't even go anywhere yesterday. We were oh, kind of like on goodness. high ground here. Luckily, it didn't come that close to the house, but it was pretty uh, pretty crazy. <laughs> um, all right, so I'll talk to you later, and bye, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you so much. Herb Mentor Radio on HerbMentor.com is a production of LearningHerbs.com. Visit LearningHerbs.com for free herbal lessons including Herb Mentor News, Home Remedy Secrets, and Supermarket Herbalism. You'll also find the Herbal Medicine Making Kit and our board game Wildcraft. Herb Mentor Radio, copyright LearningHerbs.com, all rights reserved. Thanks so much for listening.